Welcome back to Fourth and Forever. A very special guest today. You know her from Colin Cowherd and The Herd. You know her from the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. <laughs> you also know her from Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime Video. This is Miss Joy Taylor. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I, I feel very special. This is a very nice set. You got a whole thing going on. We got it's it's going. <laughs> I like your uh, matching outfit. I like your Jackie Robinson jersey. Thank you, thank you. That's you know, it's, it's, it's Dodgers blue today. I feel yeah. uh, you know. I live in Los Angeles. I feel like I figured I right. show some respect. Brooklyn Dodgers, but we'll take it. Yeah, you know they count those uh, championships out here. That's right. So speaking of championships, Dodgers won a championship. Congratulations! <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. I, no, Joy. I am. I'm really happy for for Los Angeles. I'm not a hater. I, I thought that the Lakers had an incredible season. Yeah. Obviously, they beat my Heat. They're the better team. I'm with Pat Riley. I wish Gorham <laughs> would have been out there. But they still, I mean, they still would have won. They're supposed yeah. to win. With everything that happened with Kobe and the bubble, I, I think they had a tremendous season. So I'm happy for the Lakers. And I, I'm happy for the Dodgers. They had an incredible season. Baseball was amazing. It was great to have it back. The World Series was awesome. It was fun. And everyone celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about celebrating. It sounds like you didn't celebrate. I did celebrate. It's, well, Joy actually has a very important announcement today. Uh, well, yeah. So a I, retirement I, announcement. Uh, it is a retirement. You heard I, it here on 4th and Forever. It's like a Jay-Z retirement. Breaking news. It's a soft retirement. Joy Taylor with the news. <laughs> and Joy that's Taylor the news. with the news. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I'm known as someone who hands out hot L's on Twitter or social media all day. Because I'm very clever, and it's not hard to do, because most people on social media have no idea what they're talking about. It's a troll slayer, if you will. <laughs> I'm from Pittsburgh. A self-proclaimed troll slayer. I didn't say, it's not self-proclaimed. People oh, en- somebody else gave you the yeah, title. Yeah, I mean, people enjoy this, right? They enjoy the roastings, daily roastings of uh, these idiots on Twitter. And it doesn't really drain me, it doesn't bother me, the trolls, because... Like, I'm not real. I'm not the kind of person that gets affected by someone's opinion who I don't respect. Right. If I don't respect your opinion, I don't care what you think about me. Sure. It's irrelevant. Are you signing my check? No, I don't care. <laughs> and you're not going to say this to me in person. I mean, you've, right. you've dealt with this before. Everyone sure. has. So it's, it's just a matter of, like, how you're wired as a person if it's going to bother you. But last night on Twitter, it, it wasn't so much of what people were saying to me that bothered me. It was just, it was just so irrational. And I can't, we just live in this space in society where it's like we're living in idiocracy. Like we've got our like veins hooked up to Mountain Dew or something. What planet? <laughs> Do we get sucked into a black hole? God, I love Mountain Dew though. Okay, keep going. I'm allergic to Diet Mountain Dew. To Diet Mountain Dew? Fun Joy Taylor fact, yeah. But regular Mountain Dew, you're good? I mean, I haven't had regular Mountain Dew in like 12 years. Yeah, me uh, neither. But you drink Mountain Dew? I had Mountain Dew yesterday. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's so just, you it's started on social world. media saying something. Well, I was just confused because the situation with Justin Turner where he tested positive and Plays was pulled in from the game, the game. Pulled out. Pulled from the game, which was the right thing to do. And then they win the championship. But didn't he test positive before the game? So it was inconclusive, and then they tested again, I guess. Okay. We were, it was a l- little bit of shaky, like kind of all over the place reporting, but we, we all narrowed it down to he's positive. Okay. And Positive, like, you're out. Boom, gets pulled out of the game. Right. And, I mean, it's, it sucks. It's horrible. That's, that's the worst, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's, he's in the World Series. Like, right. nobody, wants, well, nobody wants that. But then he's back on the field <laughs> after the game. And I'm like... I must be crazy. Like I've maybe I'm crazy. I have just realized I I have to either a be superior intellectually than the rest of the world, or I am the crazy person. Because if you test positive for COVID, I don't understand how you're on a field with everyone else who's not positive for COVID. And it if, and it didn't seem like anybody cared, right? Well, why do they care? They don't care. I'm not blaming his teammates. I, the only person no. that's responsible for what he does is him. The, the baseball is not responsible. The commissioner is not responsible. The Dodgers right. aren't responsible. He's the one that chose to go back on the field. And, like, that's his choice. And his what teammates have clearly said they mask. don't care. What if he went out with a mask? I think that would be better. But you're still positive for corona. I want to make an announcement. If you come around me and you're positive for corona, you know you have corona, you better be able to fight. <laughs> I mean that. I will send you to the hospital. I will give you a reason to have to go to the hospital. If you know you have corona and you come around me, I will fight you. Oh, Consequences be damned. I promise you that. But they don't seem to care. But everyone was telling me I'm crazy and I'm a crazy liberal. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get what's happening. And here. so you've officially retired from Twitter. Well, yeah. So it was just a, it was just a monsoon of stupidity, and it bothered me. I, like, I went to sleep. 
I was trying to go to sleep and I was just laying there like, I don't know if we make it to 2021. <laughs> and I'm, I'm concerned. I'm worried. I'm, I wasn't worried. I'm usually, I'm, I'm a realist. So I, I fluctuate from, you know, positive in some situations where people are very frantic. You know, I move back and forth because I don't like to overreact. Sure. I think it doesn't help anything to panic. And I've never been panicky about COVID. I think that this is a managing situation. The leagues have done an unbelievable job. We have sports back. We just had a World Series. We just right. had an NBA season. We're in the middle of a football season. It's incredible what they've been able to do. I wonder if there's any fallout, like if anybody else gets infected. I mean, I hope not. I, 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 I pray to God no one else gets infected. That'd be awful. It just, I just couldn't, I didn't even say anything outrageous. I was just like, why does that make sense? And people were like, rawr! And freaked out. It's like an army of dumb. I can't do it anymore. I just gave up. <laughs> I, I made a conscious decision this morning. I am, I am freeing myself of the chains of nonsense. So yell into <laughs> so the clouds off. all you want. You're I'm off. not off Twitter. I'm just not, I'm not slaying oh, idiots anymore. So this isn't a real retirement. This no, is... I said it's like a Jay-Z retirement. I'm, okay. you know, I'm like retiring. Okay. I might get bored again and allow I them mean, back in, but know, I need to protect my energy. I, I have Colin, big plans. I'm too brilliant to be bothered with these idiots. Didn't Colin say Twitter's the bathroom wall of the internet? Doesn't he say that? Colin is not a big fan of, of Twitter out, outrage, and neither am I. I yeah. am not an outraged person. I wasn't even outraged by it. I just thought, I was just like, I can't, I'm You're just, just really confused. It's a surprise that you would do that. I wasn't even outraged. I'm not even mad. And people are coming to me like I'm, An I said something person. outrageous. I'm like, get off my I mean, lawn. would you want someone? <laughs> I don't care. People have missed funerals. People haven't seen their family all year. People haven't been able to travel. People have missed uh, college graduations, high school graduations. Like, yeah. What, what am Seems I missing a here? Insensitive. It's his choice, right? Yes, I think it's fair to say it was insensitive, but I'm just confused as to why everyone is acting like I'm crazy for pointing out that he's sitting next to people with no mask on right. while he's positive for corona. Whatever. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a doctor. Apparently, they were handing out doctorates over COVID. Everyone's a doctor now. I, I, I thought it was two, something actually. that you had to <laughs> accomplish. Like, you have to go to medical school and study, yeah. you know, diseases, but apparently you just have to sign up for a Twitter account these days. Well, I don't almost, have strong opinions about it. Almost retirement announcement. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a McGregor retirement. Okay, that's fair. Talk to us about your how you grew up in the Steel City, mm -hmm. Pittsburgh native, but you're not a Steelers fan. I am a Steelers fan, but kind I am of. a Steelers fan. This is how I, this is how I work. So I grew up obviously in Pittsburgh. Dan Marino is a Pitt guy. Yeah. I'm, if you grew up in Pittsburgh, you're generally a Pitt or Penn State person. Right. So I was a Pitt person. I love Dan Marino. Dan Marino played for the Dolphins. So I've kind of okay. always liked the Dolphins. Then obviously my brother went there in 97. Yeah. But you're not allowed to be in Pittsburgh and not like, at least like the Steelers. So right. I always root for the Steelers unless they're playing. The Dolphins. The Dolphins or the Jets in 2010. <laughs> We're not going to bring up old stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was rough. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I root for the Steelers once the Dolphins are out of the playoff race because the Steelers are always competitive. That's fair. So I'm like all in on the Dolphins till about like week seven. Okay. And then I ride the Steelers. What about this year with Tua? I'm very excited for Tua. You think it was the right move? Yes, absolutely. Really? Without question. At the right time? Ye yes. Fitz is playing well. Okay. That's, Hit me. Go ahead. That's, tell me. I, Go ahead, GM Fitz, Joy Taylor. Fitz is a wonderful man. He went to Harvard. Did you know, know. that? Yeah. It's a joke. It's, they, every time they mention Fitz, they say he goes to Harvard. He went to Harvard. He's a wonderful man. He's been a great teammate, a great locker room guy. Everyone loves him. He's got an awesome beard. Seems like a nice family man. And they're three and three. Okay. Uh, people are acting like they're, they're six and oh or something. They're three right. and three. Okay. Okay. They drafted Tua in the first round, number five overall. Okay. He's the future of the franchise. The problem with Miami and Dolphins fans is they weren't raised in Pittsburgh. So... For the Steelers, if you don't win a Super Bowl, that is a failure of a season. Right. They're not like trying to make the playoffs. <laughs> That's not how the Steelers work. Right. Now, obviously, they don't win a championship every year. But the expectation is you are competing for a championship every right. single year if you're the Steelers. That's why they have six of them. Dolphins fans are like, it's exciting if we make the playoffs. Right. And that's not how Brian Flores operates. That's not how he came up in the NFL. And that's not how the front office of the Miami Dolphins works anymore. Thank God that they have the vision to say it's not a win for us to just get to the playoffs this year. They have to see what they have in Tua. And if you look at how people are winning championships in the NFL right now, it's with young quarterbacks and they can bring in expensive veteran talent because right. they haven't had to pay their yeah, yeah. young quarterback. Justin Herbert's killing it. Yep. 
he's really the one that started the clock for Tua. Because once Justin you Herbert got so, it, right? yeah, because we knew Burrow was going to start week one. Right. That was not a question. We really weren't sure when we were going to see Herbert. But once he came in, it's like, well, if he's doing that good. He's balling. Balling. We need to see what we have in Tua. So I, I like, I understand everyone, like he's playing well. But here's the other thing also. I mean, we know what Fitz is. It's just around the corner. <laughs> like, the madness is, is right there. It's just like a game or two away. And you think they got it, like, right just, before. Yeah, like, bail early. Bail just a little bit too soon okay. rather than waiting for the madness to commence. They had a bye week, so it's two weeks for two to prepare. And also, these guys are seeing him in practice. They know what he can do. I, I think it's just you have to build for the future. Yeah. And making it to the pl- – now, if you make playoffs with Tua – that is a successful season because you're building and, yeah. you know, working towards the next step. But making the playoffs with Fitzpatrick, you're not going to win a playoff game. And what did you achieve? And that was a whole year of two and not playing. Do they make the playoffs this year? I don't, I don't think so, no. But Who I'm uncomfortable with that. the division the Bills? I think the Bills win the division still. So. I know everyone's, one. like, really down on the Bills. The Jets are a, a disaster. So it's New England um, so it's and between, Buffalo. It, well, I did think it was between New England and Buffalo, but New England looks terrible now as well. Is that a final for that? Like, is Cam, what do you think, three picks this last week? I thought this week was really a, a must-win game for the Patriots. So for so that they, to – two and four? Yeah. So, so for that to be how – that game went, it really... And I don't like to be someone who reacts game to game. I agree. But, but it's hard picture, when you see that. Not, I mean... I mean, they had eight players opt out. They might be trading Stephon Gilmore. I want to know what Belichick's up to. I know he's up to something. I know he is. It's got to be. But my thing, and I talked about this with Scotty today, is if you take Cam out, there goes your dual threat. Right? There goes all that cool run He's their stuff. best player. Right. That's your biggest threat on offense. So then Hoyer or Stidham come in with the same roster, essentially, that they had last year on offense with Brady, maybe a slightly better. But if they weren't good enough with Tom, what makes you think these two guys are going to be good enough to keep that ship afloat? Peter King talked about this that this week, that he's not surprised that Brady left because... You think he saw it? Bra- yeah, Brady saw it, and he wasn't... No one could... If, if Brady can't be successful there all the time that he's been there, and it's Tom Brady, and you're seeing what he's doing this year. Why is anyone else going to be able to? Yeah. But I didn't buy that Sidham Hoyer stuff before the season started anyway. That they were going to start? No, no. I, th- I think before they did the cam move that they were going to start them, but everyone was trying to tell us, like, Stidham is the future of the, the think Patriots. think that was just misinformation from the Death Star? Yeah. No disrespect, but no one no, – I certainly did not believe that Stidham was the future yeah. of the, the franchise, and he's not. And Cam may not be either, but I think this is this is now becoming a bigger deal for Cam than it is for the Patriots because I think Cam has to show that he is still a capable quarterback. Yeah. And this is like a resume builder situation for him. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the talent in New England is not helping him. He is the best player that they have. That's a tough. That's a tough deal. It's it's very tough. And I'm a Cam fan. I I, I love Cam. I Newton. wanted him to do well. I did I mean, too. Whether you're a fan or not, everybody just kind of loves that. Well, he's a star. He's a natural star. Yeah. And I root for interesting, and he is, at the end of the day, always interesting. Yeah, Good, bad, in between. He's, I mean, he's just one of those players that just has that it factor. Yeah, I agree. Switching gears okay. to you coming up in the sports broadcasting space. Barry University, work on the noise. <laughs> yeah. Favorite memory from there? I went there, and it was my junior year. I transferred there, and it was in, like, one of my first broadcasting classes, and my favorite professor, Connie Hicks, was brought in someone from the radio station to, like, talk to the class. It was, like, Media 101 or whatever. I guess it would be, like, 301, not 101. So they were like, yeah, we need people to come fill slots and host, and, like, you can totally make your own show. You just get it approved with us, and you can talk about whatever you want. Like, you can do a political show. You can do a sports show. You can do a talk show. You can do a music show, like, nature show, whatever. And... I was confused. I was like, "What? first of all, A, we have a radio station. I didn't know that. And B, like, why isn't everyone signing up? Like, yeah. how are there slots available? Like, this is awesome. I would love to go try and do my own show. And it, it broadcasts around the campus. So if people don't really hear it, you can yeah, stream that's... it. You know, I mean, this was 2007. So Guys, like, who's not streaming... signing up for this opportunity <laughs> right. to, broadcast to broadcast to 10 people? 13 people in the cafeteria. <laughs> but for me, it was, it was a great opportunity. Like, I wanted yeah. to 
cut my teeth in radio. Get reps. Get reps. And you had to do everything. You had to run the board and edit and oh, wow. put the streaming up and get the levels and do everything. So That's I did a, cool. it was like a talk show. And so I'd bring in people to interview and I'd do like a sports update and did you music get your update. Come? Uh, he did not come down to Perry University. Oh, no. what a jerk! No, uh, I didn't. I, I'm very. I pick my spots with him. Okay. <laughs> is what I ask him to do because he would have, but that's not. Well, it wasn't necessary. Uh, but then I also started interning for 560 QAM mm-hmm. with the Joe Rose Show. Okay. And that was a that was from six to ten in the morning. So there were many rough mornings. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Especially in college. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I right was, after college. And at that point in college, I was no longer like dorm. I was, I mean, I hadn't lived in the dorm since my freshman year. So at this point, I'm like a functioning adult. It's a stretch. But I'm an adult. So I'm living off campus in an apartment. Burning was, in at both ends. That's all you have to say. But I don't remember. I have no idea how I did that. Most people don't. I don't. I can't even. The thought of staying up to like three, four three in, the in the morning and then over, being up at yeah. six to work all day and go to class. Yeah. Like. If but people ask me to go to dinner at 9 p.m., I'm like, yeah. not 9 in, in the morning? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not even a question. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to get 30 minutes less of sleep? Like, not even But possible. I mean, in college, even the athletes, like, stay up, you have a 6 a.m. workout on Friday. and I mean, could you imagine doing that now? Not now. My I mean, bu- if somebody said next week you have to do it or, you know, like there's a gun I mean, I head, could do it I'm sure for... I could figure it out. <laughs> I could do it for... But I was pretty responsible, though. So after I did, after I did yeah. that, I was, I was. After I did that interview, or I'm sorry, that internship, then I got an internship with Power 96, which is mm-hmm. a music and entertainment station. Oh, yeah, see, station. we skipped over a bunch of your stuff. We went right to the ticket. Oh, yeah, there was, yeah. No, I, 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 had, I had a lot of work. I did a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I did the show at, at Barry <laughs> with a full uh, set of classes um, and two jobs and the internship for all, my entire time at Barry. Mm. So I was interning. I was doing all that for the entire time I was at Barry. Toughest obstacle other than being a female in this space. Because it was hard for me transitioning just, and I had a ton of opportunities, so yeah. it's different. But just getting comfortable talking on camera, saying more than I'm used to. As yeah, a I player, think that's, you keep everything that's probably it. It's, best, it's harder for players, I think, because you guys, you, to, yeah, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. You have friends. You don't want to be critical of. I hate criticizing of. players. Yeah, but I think there's a. I think it's really important in this business. I always tell people who are young, who are trying to get in the business, it's super important to decide what you want to do, and that can change throughout your career. But if you don't have a vision, like a goal, yeah. and maybe that person doesn't exist, like maybe that talent or that show that you want to do doesn't exist, but still visualize it. If you don't know what you want to do, it's it can be really hard. Like if you don't. You want to do, you love college football. You want to be a college football sideline reporter. Awesome. There's a path for that. Like you can talk to certain people and get in certain places, do internships here. Like there's ways to get to that. If you want to be Skip Bayless, like there's a path Mm -hmm. to that. If you want to be Colin, there's a different path to that. Like we do a radio simulcast. Undisputed is not radio. Like there's, if you know what you want to do, it's so much easier to get there. It's still going to be really difficult. You're not going to make any money for a really long time. Yeah. But at least you'll know what's the next step that you should take. And Did then what's know? the next step. Yeah. I always knew I wanted to be a personality. Like yeah. I wanted to give my opinion and like not necessarily skip or call in, but I do love radio. Yeah. So I'm, I've kind of always default to the radio format. I love Howard Stern. So yeah. I've always said I wanted to, to be the Howard Stern of sports. Ah, very good. So, you know, that may morph, morph over Female time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's default that I'm a woman, so I, I don't <laughs> say oh, it for everything. Good point. <laughs> you say but that every time. I don't know. I guess I kind of like I'm dressed like a tomboy right now. But any, but, uh, obviously, obstacles relating to being I a female? Were, I mean, were there just people like, uh, what do you know about sports? You're a girl. Oh, yeah, I mean, every day. I feel like that's the. Every day. Always. kind of like the stereotype, right? Like, yeah, oh, you it's can weird because you never play. I was thinking about that before I came over here. Like, why? Like, what is it that's so different for women in the business? And I think the difference is if you say something that doesn't make necessarily make sense, or you say a guy went to a different college than he did, or sure. it was a different play that was run. Like, you make a mistake because you're talking, and in conversations you skip over words, and of course. you're talking. If you do it. Maybe someone will pick it up and be like, hey, man, he really went to UConn. Yeah, I've gotten that before, but yeah. But they're not like, Sanchez doesn't know football. Right. Stay in your lane. 
Yeah, you're right. You know? I get it. So it's like, it's a default a for women. Yeah. If we make a mistake, we don't know what we're talking about and don't belong in this space. Yeah. Whereas some of my, and like, who cares what people say again at the end of, of course, the day? It doesn't, doesn't matter. If they're signing your check, then you should care. But other than that, it doesn't matter with, with the average person that sits at a sports bar and, you know, of course. drinks Blue Moons thinks. I love Blue Moon. That's not a diss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's actually like one of the only beers. She I likes Mountain Dew too. Uh, I like Blue Moon and uh, Modelo. Oh, but yeah, it's that's what it is. Like it's always a default, and that pours over into the industry too because yeah. it's not just a stereotype of like the idiots on social media or wherever watching at home. You have to be better than everybody, of course. Which I don't think, I don't think is a burden. Like sometimes it's annoying. Like all right, so now I have to like I have to be coming early. I have to prove myself again. But it makes you better as a talent. So. Yeah. You know, is it fair? No, but nothing in life is fair. So you can really complain funny. about it or you can deal with it. And then when you get an opportunity to make things more fair for other people, mm -hmm. do that. When you can hire someone, hire a woman, hire a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Let her know, Joy. <laughs> you know, but you have the opportunity to give opportunities to other people, then that's what you do. Right. So, that, so I think that's how you actually, like, make change. What about, uh, you said something briefly about your brother in 2010. What does he say about that season? Or what do you I think always embarrass this? him with that season because I always Why? say. Why? Because I always say it's the best season of his career because it was as far as the team's success. I mean, the kid was playing pretty good. Uh, listen, I, I bring you up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and lately we've been talking a lot about the Jets because they're super awful and mm. they may get the opportunity to take Trevor Lawrence. We're going to get there. Don't jump the gun on me. Okay, I'm not. Can I'm just I saying my, we talk about brothers? it a lot. And I say it like I, I said it today. I was like the Jets, we compare the Jets to every other dysfunctional organization. But like 2010, they were in the AFC championship game. So obviously that was a decade ago. But like don't just put them in the same category as the yeah. Bengals or yeah. the Browns. Like they're not, they're not that. So yeah, I love that year. And yeah. I mean, we talked so much trash about the Jets for so long as Dolphins fans that it was it was so weird. Like, I, I remember all of it, like, literally, like it was yesterday. It was just such a crazy sequence of events because Jason had to announce that he was going to the Jets because the Dolphins didn't give him an offer. Right. And he obviously wasn't done playing. And the Jets wanted him. I remember Rex telling me this in the hallway. He said, we might sign Big 99 from Miami. Don't say anything. And I was like, what? <laughs> Jason Taylor? I'm like, he's like the ultimate dolphin. That doesn't work here. He's like, just don't worry about it. Yeah, was like, it, was, huh? it, was, it was really crazy. And Dolphins fans were, were pissed, but they didn't know. And I'm not going to tell the backstory because Jason will kill me. But yeah, he had to, he had to go because like this is a business and it's his job That's to play great. football and he's not done playing yet. So he and we're on hard knocks. <laughs> yes, yes, and that was when hard knocks was like it's pretty cool. Everyone watched hard yeah. knocks. He had to make the announcement, so all the reporters came to his foundation office. Mm -hmm. and he made the announcement, and well, before he made the announcement, actually, he was like back in the back of the foundation offices in his office, and he was so upset, like he. Whatever I'm gonna tell it. He was like crying upset because he knew like Dolphins fans are gonna freak out. He was worried yeah. about, you know, he's. What did he's, you say when he first told you? <laughs> you I was said, like, Shut well, up. Of I mean, you don't know what I said, but <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not. Don't like, go to that trash ass franchise with that bullshit quarterback. I, tell me no, what no, you no, said. No, 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 no. I wanted him to go. I wanted him to go. He should go. I was pissed at the Dolphins. Yeah, I figured. I figured. Like, let him finish his career here. Yeah. All he's done for this organization. But it was actually a learning moment for me, which I now carry into the business, that there's just no loyalty yeah. in professional sports. And that's fine as long as you know that. I still think Jason is a, Jason's a very loyal person. And he's involved with the Dolphins organization course, now. Course. And, like, they're amazing with him. And he loves them. And everything was fine. Obviously, he finished his career there. But Dolphins fans freaked out. I bet. And they were like calling the foundation. They were <laughs> chasing me through the uh, parking lot. Oh, like, they got mad at you too? Yeah. I mean, well, I, wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to fight, obviously. But my, uh, his wife at the time was like, let's get in the car. It was a good choice. Luckily, in these situations, I'm usually with level headed people. <laughs> so, but it was like, it was just crazy. And it was such a fun season. I know. And it was ironically ended by the Steelers, which was wild. <sighs> But the regular season game that you guys played against the Steelers, yeah, you we won. In the snow at their place. And Jason, I think he sacked Ben for a safety, mm -hmm. if I remember. I think that's right. And I almost got in a fight at that game as well because I was 
super obnoxious. Like I was on a whole nother level. I'm sure you don't remember, but it was absolutely freezing. Oh, and, it was freezing. And I don't do the cold at all. Yeah. So I went down to my the friend's. The championship game was cold as heck too. Yeah. My friend bartended at a bar on um, on North Shore. Okay. Walking distance from, you know, they yep. have that little yeah, yeah. space Strip. down there. Strip. So I went <laughs> pre-game there before I came to the game. So did like, I. I can't. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you did a good job because I couldn't. I couldn't stand the cold yeah. out there. So you know, I was maybe a little intoxicated, but I was really obnoxious, like <laughs> screaming the whole time. And Steeler fans were so pissed at me. They were throwing hot dogs at me. <laughs> this man in front of me just got so fed up with my yelling. He was this like massive mountain man with this big beard. And he just stood up and got like this far away from my face and was like, shut up, up!" like to the point where everyone around me was like, my God, sir, like you can't yell at her like that. Yes, (laughs) she's annoying, but that's rude. She's so little, like he was so big and like really, like he was ready to attack me. And I'm like, I don't care. I was just, I laughed at him and he he ended up apologizing. I was like, I'm sorry, like my brother's playing and you know, I don't mean to be, uh, I do mean to be obnoxious, but I'm sorry for (laughs) disrupting your experience but yeah that was i love that year though that was a fun year my favorite memory of your brother he got so many jordan cleats and jordan shoes that he would have like leftover stuff at his locker and he would literally stack up all the boxes and he would just yell garage sale (laughs) in the locker room and i was like what and so everybody would like rush over and try and get shoes that fit well only a certain number of guys wore 13 and a half or 14 and i was a 14 so I'm like grabbing shoes left and right. I had these green and black sickest Jordan <laughs> turf shoes that I only wore indoors. I think I wore them for one snow game, but um, and I think I got fined for it because I could only wear the Nike swoosh. Uh. But uh, that was the coolest. He was like the coolest dude. I was like so intimidated, obviously, because he's this great player. But then he comes in and he's like one of the guys. And early in training camp too, he's like, uh, I got something for you. Remind me after training camp. And I was like, like what? And I was like, more shoes or something cool? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you're giving away the snap count. And I was like, well, tell me. He's like, well, we're not done with training camp, so I still need to use it until we're done with training camp that I'll tell you when we play another team. I'm like, fuck. So he needed to look good in training camp. Well, he, I mean, it's not like we were going to cut him. He was right. doing fine, but he was still using my tell. And so it was when my hands are under center, he gets so damn low that he could see where my hands are. And right before I would snap, the ball for real, I would like twitch. So I'd go through all the dummy cadence, white 80, white 80, hut, hut, and my hands would be still. And I was like, blue 80, blue 80, hut. And so he noticed it and finally told me after. So all during the year, I would switch it up and we'd get all these penalties and stuff. I'm like, this is the coolest dude ever. That's wild. He was awesome. Was he cool to you like that or no? <laughs> like, yes. Did he give no, you good advice? He, I mean, he gave me great advice. I didn't listen to it for a very long time. <laughs> did he give you those Jordans? I drove him crazy. No, he did not give me these Jordans. But he did... He would let us uh, order. I always had new Jordans for basketball season. He would do that. Yeah. No, he's, I mean, he's amazing. He's, he's an unbelievable person. Like just in general, he, you know, won, you know, Walter Payton man of the year. He's an unbelievable foundation, amazing career, hall of famer. Like he he was in the movie 300. (laughs) So many people, so many people text me when that movie came out to the point that I was like, yo, are you at 300? Like, I know this isn't you, (laughs) but like. Is Loki is Loki messing with me now? There was some some other uh, TV show or something that I came across recently, and I, I was like, I sent him a picture. I was like, "This is your whole twin." <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but yeah, no, he was. He, so many people told me about that. That's so funny. Did texting. he get mad about that? No, he doesn't care. He doesn't really like. We're kind of the same person. He and I. He's just like a male. He's a male version of me, but I am. I am not as reserved as he is. Like he is a very Oh, uh, You're gonna talk. Yeah. He's very calculated. And he and like part of that is why he had such an amazing career because he's so good with the media. Yeah. And he's very patient. And I am not. <laughs> I'm not patient at but all. You're having an equally great career. Thank you. In my opinion. Thank you. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break from Joy Taylor and jump into an interview with Santia Deck. Hope you guys check it out. Time for a special segment on 4th and Forever. I'm so excited to have this next guest. This person is coming on our show to talk about how she's paving the way for women in the game of football. And she's actually the first female athlete to own a sneaker company, and she's the face of the WFLA. Miss Santia Deck, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
Of course, thank you for having me. We wanted to first talk about how you actually trained for the Olympics. You're pursuing a professional football career as a female. Let's talk about that journey and how you got to the WFLA and talk about how your trainings helped you. So where did all this start and what was your main influence to, uh, to being attracted to the game of football? So I guess it started from like birth kind of. Uh, I was born into a football family. So all my brothers played football, one of them being my twin. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas. Well, I was raised in Houston, Texas. And of course, Texas is like the football capital pretty much. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we were just like very much into football always. Um, I never knew I was going to be playing football because I just I didn't have that dream. Um, I really liked to play. Like, I know I did everything my brothers did. So I was in the backyard catching, you know, footballs, running routes, doing everything they were doing. But I always had that thing, well, you know, my, my mom didn't want me to actually get out there and get hit. Um, I actually went to a peewee practice one time with my brother, and I actually did really good, but I did get Oh, they hit. let you play? They let me play. My mom, like, good. forced them. She, my mom forced, <laughs> you know, and they, she let me play, but then I got tackled, and she was like, oh, nope, that's it. So that was that was it for me when I was little. Then I, I ran track all my life, so I got a, a full ride to Texas A&M, Kingsville. Um, I tried to actually make the USA team like shortly after college but i got injured so then i was later on introduced to flag football which became like my thing <laughs> i went viral for it you know a few times and different things like that and because of flag football i was actually recruited to play rugby and i started playing rugby Whoa. i did really really good really really fast i made an international team um and wow. next thing i know i was on the olympic journey i was on the olympic journey for the 2020 olympics um, with like literally less than a year of experience. So all 2019, I was training, um, you know, my body was going through it. I wasn't taking care of it properly, unfortunately. And I did end up getting injured, which kind of ruined my whole journey. And so I went through a small depression for about maybe three months, um, just trying to figure out like what was next for me because I was so used to, you know, doing something and I was very lost mm -hmm. at that time. And I remember getting on my knees one night and just praying to God for him to show me what, what it was I needed to do um, and just how to let go of this Olympic journey because it was devastating. It was traumatizing. You know, literally like two months later, I got a call from the owner. Her name is Lupe Rose. And uh, she offered me something that I could not refuse. And now I'm playing tackle football. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And I can totally relate. I think a lot of people can, especially athletes, when you get injured like that, and it you know changes your daily routine changes the goals you had set it is frustrating and it's a it's a sad dark place i totally get it i was there with a shoulder injury and i remember thinking like what am i doing am, am i supposed to be playing football like can i still yeah. throw a ball you know after surgeries and stuff like that it's that's really difficult, so I, I commend you for that. That's that's not easy to come back from. I, I still can't wrap my head around track and field. Like, for me, <laughs> running is a means of escape or a punishment, okay? Right. So explain your love for track and field and making a bunch of left turns. What's that all about? <laughs> the weird thing about my story with track was me and my twin brother, we were born premature. Um, we were not expected to live. We were the first twins in our family to ever survive. We were very uh, muscular. We were like abnormally muscular for children. Um, so I remember we were going to the doctor. We were getting like our two-year checkup. And uh, my mom told me, the doctor was like, yeah, your kids have like the bodies of runners. They have like developed legs yeah. and things like that. So be sure to put them in track when they get old, you know, old enough. And um, I remember the first time I saw a cheetah, I was probably like, I don't know, three years old, like actually on TV, like up close. Right. And I told my mom I wanted to be a cheetah. And so <laughs> she was like, you can't be a cheetah, but you can run track. And so she put me and my brother in track at seven years old. And I just, I fell in love with it. I feel like some things you are born to do. And I think I was born to be a runner. And um, it took me, it took me far. It paid for my college. <laughs> that's, hey, that's, that's it. You know, get get uh, get so good at something that uh, somebody's either going to pay your way through school or pay you to do it. That's that's so important for young exactly. kids to hear. Let's talk about your social media a little bit. Do you run it all by yourself? Do you have anybody help you? Because you have some great videos on there, training videos, stuff that people can do at home. I saw some of your quarantine uh, workout videos, stuff like that, <laughs> but I'm getting sore from watching these videos. That's how <laughs> I used to work out and I'm 
you know, now I'm just running around chasing my kids. So that's the only <laughs> workout I need. Um, but talk about your social media and how you've used that to your advantage as, as such a big platform that's grown so quickly. Man, Instagram. Well, first of all, yes, I, I do run my Instagram uh, on my own. That's the only thing that I get to still, you know, kind of keep to myself. Um, sure. I'm very like protective of it because literally that has created this, everything that I do, all the opportunities, um, all of it comes from social media. I built my platform when I was actually in college. Um, I got on Instagram late. And the only reason I even got on Instagram was because my friend had told me that she could get more followers than me. And I'm, I'm competitive. <laughs> and I was I was like stuck on I Facebook. I thought you were going to say I, I got on Instagram to spy on my boyfriend or something. Okay, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. you know, that too. That's enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, that's but, no. <laughs> but no, so like long story short, um, I got on there. I was stuck on Facebook for a while. Um, and I remember I just started posting my track and field workouts, you know, in college and people liked it a lot. And I started to get some attention. Um, people started noticing like my stomach, like I have, a, I guess, a ripped stomach for a girl. I don't know, whatever. What do you mean um, you guess? You're the, what does it say? The queen of <laughs> queen abs of or what's your, yeah. Yeah, Come queen on. of abs. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. I'm just saying. Don't I'm just shy. saying. <laughs> and so that started to like, I, I had videos like go viral. I had celebrities like repost my stuff. And that kind of like started my social media, um, you know, journey and literally what made me get like start taking it seriously because I was in college. I was a broke college student. Of course, we all were trying to find ways to make money. Um, yeah. And I remember this one girl, she was always reposting like products and this and that. And I was like, hey, do you get paid to do this? And she was like, yeah, like I get $100 to do this. And I was like, what? Okay, yeah, let me start college, trying to do what real. you're doing. Yeah, I was like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and so she was like, she kind of gave me the game. And um, I remember the first sponsorship I got was from a, a t-shirt company in Hawaii. They sent me a free shirt. Um, and then from then on, like, I was like, yeah, this is, a, this is gonna be my life. And that's cool. 2020, I'm still doing it. <laughs> okay, where did the love of sneakers come from? And how did you get to your own shoe company i mean this is i was so blown away by this i think this is so interesting for people tell us about your shoe company and and where the love of sneakers came from yeah so um i was and i still am i'm a i'm a tomboy um so like but i'm like also no very not you <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm like the best of both worlds tomboy and girly um but no like i i just remember like always wanting to have all of these exclusive jordans when i was young you know, that was definitely the craze. It still is a craze, I guess. Um, and I remember there were times where I couldn't get them, you know, that we just didn't have the money or whatever it may have been. And, um, you know, I always told myself, like, one day I'm going to have my own sneaker. I didn't know when, um, but I told myself, like, one day that I'm going to have that. And um, be being an influencer, um, I attracted a company, another company that wanted to make me a signature line under their brand. And I was like, why not? And I remember the the graphic designer, he um he actually mocked up, you know, what I had explained to him that, you know, that I wanted. I told him I wanted something mm -hmm. that was like, it was a sock shoe, very similar to like right. a Balenciaga sock shoe, but, you know, athletic. And I wanted it to stand out. I wanted it to be loud. And yep. um I remember he made like the first sketch and I was like, oh, my God, this is like this is spot on. So I posted it on my Instagram and it went crazy. Everybody wanted that shoe like immediately, yeah. even though it was just a thought at the time. And so next thing I know, we're like, okay, let's talk about an uh, actual line. So let's have more than one shoe. And so he started making up all these different colors, these designs and everything. I posted that again and it went even crazier. And so then my mom came in, who's also my manager. She was like, you know what? I think it's time to really think about something bigger. What if we did like a shoe company? And I was like, uh, mom, what? First of all, we have to go against Nike, Adidas, all these really, yeah. really big, you know, brands. I don't think that's possible. And she was like, I think you can do it. You have the support. You have the following. It took me a while to finally say yes. But in my mind, I was like, okay, if I do this, if I solidify this, this is going to solidify, you know, generational wealth. My future children will be set. Their kids will be set. And I just said, okay, I'm going to take this leap. It was a two-year process. It was a lot of ups and downs. It was times I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I, I, I stuck with it and we're here now. <laughs> that is incredible. They're very loud. They're beautiful looking sneakers. Thank you. I think you guys nailed it and credit to your mom too for, for pushing you through that. Sometimes you need a friend or a parent or somebody to kind of get you over the hump at times and uh, for her to have that awareness and foresight about mm -hmm. that niche market. I think you guys can blow this thing out of the water. That's really, really interesting and very cool story. If you could pick just one celebrity 
female, either an athlete, influencer, somebody like that, to rock your sneakers and give you a shout out on their Instagram and social media, who would you pick? I would probably pick Kim Kardashian just because she's like literally one of the biggest influencers in the world. Yeah. And she's great at branding. That's a great um, so business decision. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I would definitely pick Kim. <laughs> well, Kim K, you're going to get a free pair of sneakers like she needs them. I'm sure she gets stuff all the time. But right. there are certain athletes, famous athletes who are on record, Charles Barkley, for example, basically saying like, I'm not a role model. Don't do exactly what I do. That works for me, but might not work for you. How do you see yourself and your influence on young women aspiring to their dreams, uh, reaching for their dreams and goals, uh, in whether it's with football or, or other passions? How do you view yourself and your platform? I think I made a decision um, a long time ago um, that I was going to try to be a role model to young girls who might not have that. Being on this journey that I've been on for a while, like speaking to children, I've seen and heard a lot of just like devastating things that these kids are going through. And I just felt like I needed to kind of step up, you know, and use my platform and, and things like that to really show these kids that, first of all, it, you know, anything is possible. Um, secondly, that you don't have to go out here and do things that are degrading or, you know, image, you know, damaging to your image or whatever to reach, you know, a level of success. The main thing is I just wanted to show them that success is attainable. You know, no matter how you look, no matter what your gender is, no matter where you come from, no matter how big your dream is, it's attainable. Because I feel like we try to tell kids that uh, the sky is the limit, but I feel like there is no limit. There, there, the sky, there's, there, there's, you know, there's things past, you know, past the sky. I guess um, <laughs> going to space. So like no, for I'm me, I, I just it. wanted I to, I just <laughs> wanted to show them that it is possible. And I felt like, you know, the the moment that I really started taking my platform seriously. Um, and the moment that I started turning, you know, my, my brand into like a, um, I guess a, a business and, you know, actually using my voice to, uh, try to promote change and things like that. That's when I decided that I was going to be a role model. It's not always easy. I'm definitely not perfect. I tell people that all the time, like, you know, I'm 28 years old, you know, I'm still young, you know, sometimes I don't make the best decisions. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I try my best to show them that you can always come back to whatever path you're, you know, you're, you're on and, you know, you just have to have a lot of perseverance and determination to get to what you want in life. And I feel like I've, I've done a decent job of, of showing kids that. Don't sell yourself short. You're doing a great job, not a decent job. You're doing a great job. Thank Tell me about, uh, I saw on your Instagram, I did a little, uh, Instagram dive, a deep Instagram dive. So not trying to get too creepy or anything, but you're, uh, you have a feather tattoo and um, it says Luke 137. What's Luke 137? What does it mean to you and why the feather? So with the feather, um, it, it was actually something that I got, um, you know, when I was in college and it was just kind of like a symbol of like all of my friends because all of my friends, we end up getting like tattoos that kind of matched. Um, I got one here. My other friend got one on her shoulder and then my other friend got one on her waist. And it was just kind of just showing like our pact, you know, as far as our, our friendship and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a very spiritual person. So getting that verse, it, it means everything to me because it just kind of shows kind of like why I do what I do. And just it, it, to be honest with you, when I look at that, it, it reminds me to stay grounded. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes we all need something, a reminder to show us and tell us that, OK, you know, yes, you are being successful in, in whatever you know realm you're being successful in but always remember where your blessings are coming from just stay mm -hmm. grounded and for me that's that's what it means luke 137 uh the word of god will never fail or god's word will never fail so mm -hmm. that's that's wonderful i love that um that you promote that i also heard what you said reminded me of a, a pastor i heard one time he said um that sometimes we can get uh, blinded by the blessings and forget about the blesser the person yes. giving the blessings yes. right so mm -hmm. I, it, it you nailed it, and that's uh, that's a wonderful thing to hear. I think that's great for young kids to hear as well. Tell me about your uh, new partnership with East Bay and the new Conquer uh, campaign that they're running. I am a part of Conquer, um, and pretty much what it what it represents, at least for me, is just showing um, the world that women are here to leave their mark, um, no matter what it is they're doing, like playing football. I know that is a <laughs> it's still like a, a a very big. I'm not gonna say. Um, issue for some people but I do know there are people that don't like to see women on the football field like I've get gotten DM saying that I need to stay in the kitchen and things like that and I'm Terrible. like no I don't I'm not I'm not going for that but to me just it's just showing that women are out here breaking barriers leaving our marks 
Um, you know, there's so many women doing amazing things now in the sports world. You know, there's coaches, there's refs, there's all types of things. We got women playing football in college now. So it's like, I just feel like this is just really kind of like a, a platform and, and a, a campaign to kind of give us a voice because a lot of us don't have a voice, um, especially female athletes. Like we are still fighting to be heard, to be seen, to be respected. And I feel like this campaign is really just giving us our, our flowers that I feel like a lot of female athletes are are old. And um, I'm just excited that, you know, they, they chose me to be one of the people to kind of help pioneer this. And, you know, um, I'm excited about just the change that I'm, I'm currently seeing because I know years, probably years ago, women never thought that we would have a freaking WFLA, you know, women right. basketball players are now getting, you know, paid enough to actually survive. And, you know, the soccer team is getting what they deserve and things like that. So it, we are slowly rising. So I think this campaign is just showing, you know, the world that we are here and we are going to continue to break barriers. Wow, that's very inspiring. I love that. Uh, this has been awesome for us. Thank you again for taking the time. Santia Deck, you're uh, a catalyst for women's change in sports. We love the role model you are and continue to be for these young women. Good luck with the shoe line. Good luck this season uh, with the WFLA. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to Santia Deck. We're back with Joy Taylor. Okay, let's talk about your biggest surprise so far, 2020 NFL. Biggest surprise? I think it's, I think it's the Buccaneers. Really? You didn't yeah, think I it mean, was going to work? It's not that I didn't think it was going to work, but it's just worked really well. And everyone was so ready to bury Tom Brady last year. And keep in mind, look at the other teams that have either a new coach or a new quarterback this year. You have the Cowboys – which are an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. You Panthers. have uh, the Panthers, who aren't aren't bad, okay. but like, you know, they're still figuring things out. The Giants certainly yeah. struggling. They're getting better. They play hard, but they're they're still struggling. Like Brady went in there like that. I know. I, I said before the season started, we need to give the teams that have new quarterbacks or new coaches. I mean, New England have new quarterbacks and new coaches. It's a little more space because there's no regular offseason, there's no preseason, and yeah. I don't love preseason, but it clearly has but it helps some you work value. Out the kinks, yeah. yeah, and especially for teams like that with young quarterbacks, new quarterbacks, or a yeah, new head coach. Six to ten teams that need it. The yeah. rest are just kind of like, yeah, all right, we, we have to participate this. in this. Yeah. yeah, so that on top of the fact that it's Brady in his bajillionth season in the league is is wild to me. And yeah. I, the Buccaneers surprised me at first. I didn't think that's where he was gonna go. But now, as soon as it was announced, I was like, yeah, it I actually it kind of makes yeah. sense now. And I think it's fun. Like I was, I was talking about on the show today with Colin that, you know, there is some romance to the point with, with Jason. Like Jason wanted to finish his career with the Dolphins. And everybody loves a good romantic story that, you know, has a happy ending and they stay together forever mm -hmm. and they die holding hands, right? But then there's like the rest of the world <laughs> where mm, yeah. stuff changes. Every other movie. Yeah, every <laughs> other movie, yeah, where stuff changes and things are crazy and you don't end up where you thought you were going to end up yeah. and things don't work out the way that everybody wrote it in the storybooks. And because maybe that experience with Jason and just being around sports enough, and we've seen it with lots of legends, like mm -hmm. Joe Montana didn't finish there. Like there's Even LeBron. Yeah, LeBron, obviously LeBron is, is a great example of that. So yeah. the, whole, the whole world's changed as far as the mobility goes um, with, with the quarterback position, which never used to be an option. You always right. extended the quarterback, and they were never available on the free agent market. So I, I think it's cool that he's ending his career somewhere, that he's able to be competitive, and they're like the best team in the NFC. I know, that's crazy. Which, which if you looked at their team last year and the way that they finished the year, and I've never been a big Jameis Winston fan. But they were trending in the right direction. They were. Their defense you just switch out the quarterback and say, throw a third of those interceptions. Which Brady doesn't throw interceptions. Right. So it makes perfect sense. It makes great But a sense. lot of stuff on paper looks great yeah, and it makes sense, true. but how does it actually get executed? Now with the A-B addition, how do we feel? I mean. Should he be playing or no? Yeah, I mean, look, I, as again, I, I'm a realist. He was going to get signed, mm -hmm. really, to Tampa Bay or to Seattle. Yep. You're going to play if you have talent. It's, just, we, right. it's a competitive world. We know what it is. I don't feel either way about it. Like, I'm, I root for interesting. It's interesting. I don't think it's going to work based off of all the information that we have. <laughs> like, I, right. I don't, I'm not rooting for it not to work. I just don't think it'll work. If it does work, great. Congrats. I do think it was Brady's move. I knew Bruce, Bruce Arians is trying to take responsibility for that. Yeah, because he said at the beginning of the year something like, no, 
Just like a yeah, hard he was no. like, it's not happening. And he's he's worked with Baby before with yeah. the Steelers. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. They needed him because Chris Godwin is hurt again. Yeah, I he hasn't played football in a while, and to me, it's just like an absolute no tolerance policy. I mean, the, there's no risk for them really because if one still, Twitter rant, he's out. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like he's going to rip apart the locker room. I don't think. Because I don't think they'll let it get to that point. Like, they'll cut him before it gets to that point. Yeah. Whereas teams in the past have kind of had to deal with it because he's so talented and yeah. they've invested so much in getting him I mean, the only there. reason the Patriots got rid of him is because all that other stuff came out, right? Yeah. I mean, that was essentially it. He played fine. He, played, he looks great. It's not like a performance issue. Everyone's freaking out. Yeah. And again, I think he's just an unbelievable talent. But I also, I also believe that there's certain personality traits that are not that just can't change going to change. Yeah. And, and if you aren't if you don't have humble in you and I'm also not a big believer in humble because I don't think you get to the level that you guys get to by being right. humble. But yeah, you got to be you got to have some swag, a little bit of cockiness. It's a fine but line like, between like yeah. the ultimate belief in yourself and being uh, just on the other side. Right. Like, like you're invincible or something. Right. Or the rules don't apply to me. Exactly. Yeah. Like there, there's a fine line there because you have to believe in yourself at the highest level to get mm -hmm. to the highest level. I think in anything in life. But once you pass over to the other side, then you mm. see what happens. And I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm interested to see what happens. Maybe you can fake humble for like 15 weeks, 16 weeks. I mean, I'm sure he wants to play football. And the NFL is the only place that you can really do that. Yeah. Still. So. Did you like his song? The Urkel song? I, I, I defended Antonio Brown for a long time. I did, because I think he's unbelievably talented. Yeah. And I even defended some of the stuff that happened in Oakland. And then the helmet thing, like, you know, it seemed like a lot of guys were upset about a lot of people were pissed. the helmet. So I wasn't really mad at him for that. But then it just kind of spiraled, and it was like one thing after another thing after another thing. It's just and those kind of decisions. The helmet thing, it's like, what's it worth? Yes, of like, course. What's, the, it, what's like, the win? What's it worth? Right, How much like, drama are you willing to make exactly. over Exactly. But for do me, I want to make a big stink out I of this? I just can't do, I can't do endless problems. Right, I, everyone, constant drama. Everyone's like, going to have a problem. Yeah. That's fine. What's yeah. the solution? I'm a solution person. Yeah. I'm not here to talk about your problems every single day. No, thank you. Yeah. And it's always a problem. Yeah. So we'll see. I, again, I don't think there's any risk on their part because they'll cut him if he, if he does yeah. anything. Anything from last week, week seven, that you thought was just ridiculous other than DK Metcalf? Holy <laughs> oh cow. He's, he's, what was that? That was an avatar. <laughs> that was not so a human. Good. Yeah, he was not human. Look at how fast he's running. Look at wild. this head start. You know what the crazy thing is? The crazy that's thing a, is the crazy thing is someone's in his start. way too. Like he didn't even have a straight line. If you watch the beginning of it, dude, that's look. ridiculous. Look at this. Look, <laughs> he has to run around. He can't even run in a straight line. Still caught. <laughs> what do you think Russ is thinking right there? Whoa. <laughs> he's just that's so crazy. He's magnificent. Uh, and that really worked out for Seattle because they didn't even get any points out of that. I mean, obviously they ended up losing the game, but that was, that was insane. That was huge. Uh, I think the Steelers probably, honestly, because that was the biggest game of the weekend to me, the Steelers and Titans. And Ben didn't play great. He didn't play great. He did the that, he did that Ben thing where he throws to, an unnecessary interception and you're trying to figure out why. The last one Juju just seemed like he had been so good even earlier in that game. Like he wasn't. That's what Ben does, though. Yeah, but not really. Yeah. Not bad. No, he's not. He's he, that was a defensive he always team does something during the game that you're like, you know, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Yeah, maybe. Oh, always. But he's always. Been he always so takes like, like some unnecessary sack. He's been playing great. Yeah. He was my biggest question with the Steelers coming into the season because oh. they were in the playoff conversation last year with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Yeah, that's true. So it's not like they were in a bad situation this year. I just didn't know what to expect from Ben, and he's been unbelievable. Their defense yeah. is incredible. And I thought that was the test. Like, the Titans are the under, other undefeated team. Yeah. We know they're for real. They essentially had a goal line stand with that big hit in the backfield on uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. That was insane. I then, talked to Derrick Henry before the, the last week on my podcast, and I was kind of joking with him about the Steelers, and he was like, yeah. I, I was like, take it easy on my Steelers. And he was like, they need to take it easy on me. And he wasn't so wrong. He knew. Like, they Yeah, they yeah. were... They're they for shut real. Him down. Ryan Clark's been talking about that. He said this defense is legit. They can hit. I just remember playing against those guys, and it was either Bart or somebody said, like, that's that's a Thursday game when we were going to play them. And I was like, no, we play Sunday night. He's like, no, 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 you're going to be sore till Thursday. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, shit. These guys play like that. They do. And they weren't lying. They do. The thing about the Steelers that kind of separates them from the, those other, like, old school teams, and Baltimore is this way, too, is that they didn't just invest, and they don't ever just invest in defense. Like, they're right. going to have a good defense because they play in that division. But they have – what is superstars. it? Receivers are unbelievable they every draft time. They the best receivers. And they pick them out of nowhere. It's unbelievable. Other than, like, some of the big-name ones, some of these guys come from, like, where? Like, what? Antonio Brown. Claypool. Yeah, Claypool's a baller. It's a it's crazy. So they they were to me the most impressive. And and this week coming up, I think the game against the Ravens cuz no one will really feels comfortable putting the Steelers in that top spot. Unless they beat them. I think if they beat the Ravens you have to. They'll be 7 and 0. Yeah. Like every like obviously the Bucks are the best in the NFC, but they still have two losses. What's the line on that one? Ravens Steelers. Three and, and a half. It's Ooh. at Baltimore. I don't know. I might, put a, like? I might put a couple. Do you bet? Do you gamble? I do. I don't get crazy. Yeah. I'm not like I can't. I have a limit on like, like what I'm willing to lose. I look at it as entertainment dollars. Okay. In the budget. Okay. So I won't like go if I'm if I'm down like I'm down. Okay, I lost it. Max. It's like spending a lot of money on a show or something. What's your max? Like if I go to Vegas, it's different though. I'm a girl. Like I just I don't really need money in Vegas. So I, I, I'll. <laughs> I'll pull out like three hundred dollars. Must be nice. All it right. is nice. It is nice. Colin and I were talking about that today. He actually he asked me if I had ever been to a club in Vegas. What did you tell him? Yes, I went to Barry University. Yeah, I said yes. <laughs> I had my bachelorette party in Vegas. Thunder down day. under? No, we did Chippendales. Of course, we did Chippendales. Which uh, <laughs> did you really? No. <laughs> I, like, you know what I do like? They do celebrity uh, like oh. features. Well, I think it was um. Who was I it? used to work there in the future. It was Tyson Beckford was the celebrity feature. When you were there? When I was there, yeah. And? And, I mean, I was the bachelorette, so I went on stage. You can put two or two together. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but Chippendales is really, like, it's funny. Okay, looking forward to Chiefs Jets. Le'Veon Bell. Oh, yeah, it is revenge game. Does he go nuts? I will, I mean, probably. The Jets are terrible. 100 yards, over, under. I would say under. Because Clyde Edwards Hilaire is yeah. still going to get a lot of carries. Do you think, like, I feel like Andy Reid's the type of coach that's going to be like, hey, if the ball's inside the five. Yeah, and that's what they brought him there for. Yeah, like, it's happening. Clyde, just let him. Yeah, but get then his that's, like, that's also Wilson. what they brought him there for because yeah. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not a good red zone running back. But, I mean, the thing is, like, I'm no one, I don't know that there's that much animosity towards the Jets because they're so bad. Yeah, he's just, it was like he was dating a crappy girlfriend for a little while yeah that everyone's just over and like they're so over it they don't even want to like stick it to her they're just like just can we just not talk about like let's just pretend that didn't happen and let's all move <laughs> on like we don't anymore. need to like we post things on, on instagram to upset her yeah. like just let that one wither into the wind mm. it's so bad in new york it's awful but i like Le'Veon a lot I've, i i did not think he should have left the Steelers. But I also don't blame anybody for trying to get their money. I thought yeah. the Steelers was the best situation for him, and the Jets just did not work out. So I hope he does. I hope he does well in Kansas City. Yeah, me too. Tua versus the Rams. The fighting. The Rams are so confusing. Right, they're so hot and cold. They're so confusing. Like they are definitely a good team, but then they do. They have a game, and you're like, are. Are you? Good? No, I know they are. <laughs> I like the Rams though. I loved how the Rams built their team. The year they went to the Super Bowl, I was all in on that. But that was I'm like, before they cool. paid golf. Make it rain, pay everybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But they paid everybody. Like they were using a different bank. They still do that. I'm like, how do you pay all these people? What? Who? How is this even possible? It's weird. They pay everyone. But I like the Rams. I, I think. I mean, I think the Rams will win on their favorite, and they should win. But to me, I'm just totally interested in seeing what Tua can do. Yeah. I know everyone was freaking out, like, why you want to put Tua in and he has to go up against Aaron Donald. And I know Aaron Donald is unbelievable. But Tua is going to have to play against defensive linemen that play in the NFL yeah. at some point in his career. So Every game. Every single game. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> 49ers, Seahawks. How about the 49ers staying alive? We buried them too early. We tried to give them a dirt nap too early. But now I think it, it actually might be time. You think? I know they're playing well, but they have so many injuries. Yeah. Like, it's Didn't Samuel just go staggering. down too? It's staggering. Or something? Yes. They have so many injuries. Like, there's like 15 guys hurt. Yeah. So, generally, teams are going to take a step back after the Super Bowl year. One of them will. 
obviously the Chiefs don't look like they have. Right. And I don't necessarily think the Niners are a bad team. They still have a great culture. They still have Shanahan. Jimmy G they just is... just got hit by the injury bug. Yeah, I just think that there's Yeah, what are your thoughts injuries. on Jimmy G? Because he played all right last week. I like Jimmy G. I think he just has limitations. Yeah. Like, I think everyone freaked out after the Super Bowl. He was one throw away to Emmanuel Sanders from winning the Super Bowl, and we're having a completely different conversation. But them's the breaks. Like, you don't yeah. make that throw, and then the narrative is you're not good, and then you play right. a couple bad games, and, like, that's just... That's how the league is. I don't think he's that bad, but I don't know that he's that good either. He's not elite. He's not elite, but he can obviously, with the right players around him, have an amazing season and get a team to the Super Bowl, and I think win a Super Bowl. Like, I think he's capable of winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's not really a hot take. They were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, In a play away. But kind of in a weird way, that play away is the difference, right? Yeah. It always comes down to one or two plays. No doubt. So. I think they'll be back. They're not. They're not going anywhere. I just think this. This is not going to be this year. There's. There's too many good teams in the NFC right now that are playing too well. That yeah. don't have the injury situation that they do. I don't think it's like a Super Bowl hangover. I just think this is just one of those. They just years. caught a bad break. Yeah. The injury bug crushing. What about the Seahawks? Because Russ took a step back. He's having this red hot year. Did he take a step back? What? He threw three picks. I mean, you're allowed one bad game in like. Okay, so he just had an off years. night. Yeah, I, I. In eight years, <laughs> get out of here. No, I love Russell Wilson. I love him. Behind Mahomes, he's the best. Yeah. Quarterback. In I the was league. just surprised. It just that game seemed like it was in the bag. It went back and forth, and even in overtime, it was just like, all right. It was such a fun game. Such and a fun game. And those were the to games watch. that they're winning this year. You yeah. Know, like, I mean, Arizona's a decent team. Yeah. So it's not like that was a game that they were necessarily supposed to win. Arizona is a good team. But, yeah, I'm still all in on the Seahawks, and uh, I think they're just going to continue to get better. And Russell Wilson just makes thing ha- things happen. Their defense is not great at all. Yeah, they, they just got Dunlap. Yeah. But that's my question with them. Like, I think they can go all the way, but will they be able to get a stop in a big game? Yeah. I don't know. They're like a turnover-type defense. they got to get a turnover. Yeah. Their, their defense is not good. Yeah. Bend, don't break. Too much bend. Yes, a lot of bend. Joyce Crystal Ball. You what? got your own segment. What, what am I what Wait, am what I are predicting? you going to be for Halloween? A uh, cowgirl. What? Yeah. Really? What's wrong with the cowgirl? No, that's cool. I just thought you would I love Halloween, but there's we're not going anywhere, so... Okay, who makes the Super Bowl? NFC? Seahawks? So my preseason prediction was the Saints and Ravens. Yeah, I picked the Saints to win this. Yeah, I picked the Ravens to win, but Saints to make it. And I just, I felt like the Saints are going all in with Drew Brees this year. So this was just the year to pick them. Yeah. But there's some weird stuff going on with Michael Thomas there. And I don't know, Drew Brees is kind of... It has been kind of weird. It's been weird. Like, they're not a bad team, but it's just not been as dominant as I thought they would be early. So now, I think it's between the Bucks and the Packers... And if I had to pick between the two of them, I think I would go Bucks. No just because Seahawks, huh? Um, well, I just don't think the Seahawks defense is. They can hold I think up. Russ will win the MVP. Really? Yeah. I think Russ is going to win the. I, I picked Drew Brees to win the MVP at the beginning of the season, but I amended that. It's definitely going to be Russ. Because <laughs> um, once the narrative starts, the MVP is most. It, like, obviously, you have to have an MVP season. Yeah. But it's a lot about narrative. It's yeah. the same way with the NBA. Like, whatever everyone's talking about, like, that's who's going to be the MVP. And he certainly deserves it. He's never had an MVP vote in his career. Right, That's but you can only have one vote. It's different for other. I think the NBA is different, right? Like each writer gets like three votes. So yeah, yeah so it's like staggered. Yeah, like yeah. I can put two on LeBron yeah, and one I mean, like, for Giannis. One, one. Russ can you get one vote? But has he had the MVP season Russ where he's like, like head and shoulders team. above everybody? Like I give you my only vote. I'd have to look at who else has won the MVPs right? in, in the years that he's been great. But, but he's, I think that's part of the issue. Probably, but he's going to win it this year. I don't think the Seahawks have the defense to do it this year. Okay. But they have many years to come. So you're taking Bucks or Packers? I, I think I'm going to take Bucks or Packers. I think I would lean Bucks just because I think they have a better defense again. Okay. AFC? AFC I mean, I don't want to go chalk and pick the Chiefs. I, I mean, I picked the Ravens. I guess I can stick with the Ravens. Steelers? I don't know. After this weekend, you'll know. After this weekend, I will know. If the Steelers beat the Ravens, I'm going with the Steelers. Whoa. Steel City. Stand up. If not... You know what? Whatever. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Yeah. Why not? Coercion. Top six quarterbacks in the league. Ben, Russ, Aaron, Tom, Breeze, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, I didn't say him yet. Uh, go. How, start was that with, six? That sounded like a lot more, more than six. Start with six. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, Russell he, Wilson. Wait, go reverse. Go reverse? I got to count down? Tannehill? So much thinking. No. No. In the league? In the league. 
Can I just can I just go can down? It's easier for me to go week? down. Um, I know Tannehill is playing great. I got to put some respect in Tannehill's name. I understand that. Mahomes, Russell. Even after three picks. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, mm-hmm. even after three I'm picks. I'm just asking. Aaron Rodgers, Brady still. Okay. Got to be up there. Lamar. That's five. And. Ben. Ben. Why? Because he threw three picks. No. No. Double <laughs> standard. Excuse me. I'm trying to think. I like Josh Allen. I don't think he's arrived quite yet. Dang! I wanted Josh in there. Sorry, Josh. He's um, been on the show, so we like. I him. like Josh Allen. I didn't like Josh Allen, but he's developed a lot. Do you like his mustache? Uh, I like mustaches. I'm a facial hair person. Okay. I think it's like makeup for men. Like gives you a jawline. Mm. I think it makes you look very distinguished. Mm. I don't know. It's just preference. I like mm. Kyler Murray. Still young, still developing. I mean, I love Deshaun Watson, but I don't know. I don't, can't put him in the top six yet. Who's going to be their next coach? I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Houston. That was just a disaster. I don't like firing coaches midseason. Yeah, neither do I. Unless it's a toxic situation, I don't understand the point of it. Gase? Gase is definitely fired. <laughs> 100% fired. And I, I, like, I don't root for people to be I fired. I like firing coach But he's mid-season. 100% fired. No, I don't think there's Sounds no point good. firing a coach midseason. Because unless you think – that whoever the interim is going to be could possibly be the head coach. Right. What's the value of firing them midseason other than right. to appease fans? Right. You're putting everyone in a position where they don't ha- have any idea what they're doing or what their future is. You completely disrupt the franchise. You're not getting ahead of the coaching search because you can't do the coaching search until the season's over because you don't know who else is going to be fired or who's available or what college coaches are going to be available or assistants can't move. So, like, what's right. the point? Unless it's a situation where people can't stand to walk in the building, I don't get, I don't get the value of it. And listen, yeah. Bill O'Brien did that to himself. You can't do everything. Yeah. There's a reason there's a GM and a like head of football operations and you like you don't need to do all the jobs. Yeah. Because then you get all the blame. Yeah, you do. So I, I didn't love that to begin with. And I hope Deshaun Watson has an incredible career so they bring in someone that can make that happen because he's too. so fun to watch. I know. But yeah, Houston's in a Houston's in a bad spot right now. But they're competitive oh. in every game though. It's weird. They're really close. Yeah. Watch somebody take over and just Go nuts. I hope so. I hope so. I I like Deshaun Watson a lot. Okay. That's Joy Taylor. Dang. Thank you for having me. Uh, This is really fun. Joy Taylor Talks. At Joy Joy Taylor Taylor Talks. At Joy Taylor Talks. Don't troll me. I will block you immediately. (laughs) And I will never think of you again. I do not unblock people. Damn. I do not have time for that. Very limited space in my life. And it is not for Mm. unblocking people. But check out the podcast. Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. Obviously, catch me on the herd. Noon to three. Weekdays on FS1 and Thursday night on Prime Video, myself, Bucky Brooks, and Daniel Jeremiah on the Scouts feed. And you can watch on Twitch, twitch.tv slash move the sticks. Bam. Joy Taylor with the news. <laughs> and that's the news. I love that. Joy right. Taylor with the news. Thank you very much. Thank you. Like, share, subscribe, at uh, Mark underscore Sanchez, at Fourth and Forever, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.